Hospitality Meets is brought to you by Rotacloud, the staff scheduling app for hospitality teams. Rotacloud lets you create and share rotas, record attendance, and manage your team's annual leave, all in less time than it takes to make a brew. It can also make life easier for your staff, allowing them to check their rotas, request holiday, and even pick up extra shifts, all through the Rotacloud mobile app. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting rotacloud.com forward slash fill and find out how much easier managing your team can be. Welcome to Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street, where each week we take a light-hearted look into the stories and individuals that make up the wonderful world of hospitality. Today's guest is Inga Mize, founder of Gastronomics, the inspiring recipe database for professional chefs. Coming up on today's show... Inga sets an unusual demand for Phil... Make a shoe pastry uh, recipe right now. Phil summarises today's chat... So much to unpack with this journey. And Inga recounts a particularly hairy story. That was quite of a thing, and it sort of haunted me for, I think, one and a half years. All that and so much more as we chat through Inga's awesome journey so far, as well as getting some great insight into the quite marvellous platform that is Gastronomics. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to give us a subscribe, a like, and a share across your favourite social channels. Enjoy! And a huge hospitality meets welcome to Inga Mais. Good morning or afternoon. Depends on when you're listening to this, of course. <laughs> Very good. Look at you putting yourself in the shoes of the listener already. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Good, good. How are you? Yes, very good indeed. Where do we find you today? I, I would imagine that you're in the Netherlands. Yes, I am. I'm based in the Netherlands. Um, today I'm at home, but normally uh, I work uh, at the office in a little place or a little town called Waalwijk. I suppose not many people have heard of it, but um, it's sort of close to Eindhoven. Okay. Uh, it's like an hour drive from Amsterdam and 40 minutes from Eindhoven. Right. I, I, um, you've just sparked memories in, in my brain already. I, um, when I worked on cruise ships, we, uh, I was part of the pre-opening team for the Aurora ship. Ah. And it got built in Germany and then finished off in Eemshaven yeah. in the north in February. And I don't think I've ever been more cold in, in my <laughs> life. It could get really cold, yeah. But it's not that different, I think, from the UK. Yeah, Climate no, walls, indeed. Yeah. Um, I also remember Groningen, um, which is probably not the pronunciation, but uh, yeah. what a, what a wonderful... Yeah. Oh, is it? Jeez, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to do any we more We do have that harsh R, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, what a wonderful little place it was. Uh, this is 20-odd yeah. years ago, mind, but um, but yeah, cracking... Yeah, uh, Groningen is quite a, a, a drive for us. Well, in the Netherlands, everything is small, of course, and, and everything is uh, uh, doable by car within, I would say, three hours. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's tiny. But Groningen is, yeah, it's a, a student uh, city, a university, lots of pubs. And, yeah, it's a really cozy city as well. Yeah. Now, anyway, that's not why we're here today, but uh, nice to kind of, uh, I suppose, talk a, a little bit about the, the country where you're, you're based. So yeah. um, just tell the, the world what it is that you do. Well, um, my name is Inge Meijs. Um, I'm one of the founders of gastronomics.com, which is a recipe database online for uh, professional chefs. And I founded that already over 12 years ago. Wow. And yeah, ever since been building it and um, expanding it um, internationally. 
Right. Okay. So, well, we'll get on to the story of that, I suppose, in the fullness yeah. of your, your story. It is uh, a great I, story. <laughs> I have lots of questions. So, um, so that, that's really, really cool. So before that, there's obviously a little bit of life because I, I don't suppose you wake up one day and, um, and that's, that's the thing that you do. There's probably a journey as to how you arrived at that. True. So, so uh, take us all the way back because I think your, your journey is not one of, of, a, of a typical, if there is such a thing, typical hospitality person. Yeah, I guess that is uh, true. Um, well, I grew up on a farm, a cow's farm, so that's always uh, a good starting point, I yeah, guess, yeah, because I grew up in. Yeah, I have, I have this link with well, food and and nature and and the produ- producing food. Um, so yeah, that was a, a great childhood growing up on a farm, playing outside, and and learning how well producing food in in the basis works. And then I, well, grew up and I wanted to do something creative with food as well, ideally. Um, So I started looking at all these marketing, communication, uh, educations, and I was like, "Mm, this is not really it for me. So at one point, my mom, she wanted to go to this uh, culinary education, uh, this green school where farmers go to and I was like nah I don't want to be a farmer Um, but she really wanted to go and she was like if you don't pick a school that you want to learn uh, more about I will we we are going to visit this school so I was like okay let's go and then they told uh, uh, everything about this this education called food design and innovation and I was immediately triggered like okay this is it this is the combination of food and creativity and creating new things and yeah marketing so yeah i i started that when i was 17 uh graduated when i was 21 and yeah did fabulous internships also related to hospitality in a sense with a company called shoot my food back then it's now called food inspiration which is a digital magazine for, uh, well, hospitality professionals in the Netherlands. So back then learned everything about trends. Yeah, new concepts, new new restaurant concepts. And that was really, really cool. And when I was 21 and graduated, I was sort of stubborn to start this one job for one company or one specific product. Uh, I wanted to do more uh, all at once. Um, so I started my own company and, and yeah, of course you as did. a freelancer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was going to ask you around the, because I, I, we talk a lot about on, on the show, the vast majority of people who come through hospitality in any form don't really know what they want to do in mm. that kind of, the, the, I suppose the, the, the final years of school, you know, when you're supposed to be making these decisions yeah, and all of yeah. that. And I, I, the question I was going to ask you was was around that, really. Did, did, was there a moment where you thought, yeah, this is, I've, I'm onto something here now. This is uh, something that I'd really like to to pursue. Yeah, for me, it was mostly I wanted to do something creative, something marketing-wise. But then again, I found myself also looking at a hotel management uh, education and right. I was also triggered by that but for me working in a hotel back then wasn't well the thing that's that really uh, fitted I guess 
but now looking back, working at a hotel seems fabulous to me, to be honest. But right. back then it was really, yeah, I wanted to do something creative, wanted to do, wanted to make things, create things. And that all came together with, well, the food design and innovation course. Yeah. Where do you think that came from, that that desire to to create yeah, it, can question. you pinpoint it or is it just one of those things that you just feel you've always had in you? Yeah, I think, well, the latter, like it's, it's, I've always been creating things and, and, and yeah, doing all kinds of hobbies and, and playing outside and, and creating jewelry, creating, I don't know, everything. Right. So yeah, it was quite obvious that I wanted to do something also with text and design and visuals and, yeah, really visual person, I would say. Right, got you. Okay, so you you graduated. You you started your your. Is this your? Do we call this your first company? Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I started as a freelancer, so um, I did several jobs and projects for uh, my previous uh, internship companies. Uh, also some new companies um, and it was mainly about food styling and creating recipes back then so there is this uh, chain in the Netherlands and Belgium I believe which is called oil and vinegar uh, and they sell all, all kinds of well uh, olive oil types and vinegar types and and yeah nice products herbs and, and spices and everything and I was doing an internship there uh, and back then I started this project with creating recipe cards for in their stores. So people would buy a certain type of olive oil or a certain herb mixture. Uh, and I created this recipe with that product right. um, for customers to, well, uh, start creating new dishes and try something else uh, with the product. And that was maybe also one of the things that sort of sparked this thing with recipes and, and yeah, the the whole visual part of it like making those cards and making the photos and and yeah doing it from a to z actually yeah i i can totally see how that would have been the catalyst for yeah what will come <laughs> um yeah. because it is i suppose and i'm you know i'm definitely one of these people that i until you and i met i would not have known that that was a side of the world like, yeah. like, you know, in terms of uh, we have this wonderful food product, but actually what we want to do as part of our process to entice people to try our product is kind of show them how they what can get can the best out of it. it. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you give a chef uh, a certain ingredient, doesn't matter if it's new or if it's just a basic ingredient like a cucumber, he or she is always going to ask the first question like, OK, thanks, but what can I do with it? Yeah. And yeah, that answering that question is really a creative um, uh, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's the vast, what's the reason why the vast majority of chefs become chefs is because they want that creative freedom to be able to you know, produce things yeah. um, that Definitely. maybe the world hasn't seen before and, uh, and the like. Yeah. And, and always evolve on well, recipes from others and, uh, recipes that you've created years ago and and keep perfection in them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I I remember, I think it might have been Gordon Ramsay that said this. In fact, that 
if you take a, I might just be making up Gordon Ramsay actually, <laughs> but if you take a, a recipe that somebody else has produced and you change one thing, either a method or an ingredient within that, it becomes your recipe. That's basically yeah. the, the, the principle, the thinking behind how recipes evolve. Yeah, definitely. And it's, well, of course, there are recipes that you can tra- uh, relate to a certain chef or yeah, that have been created by a certain chef, but there are so many recipes that are for Ryan's and, and well, uh, have evolved over the years. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you're, you're beginning to, I suppose, get the spark within you of, of this might be something that to, to look at, but what, how did that evolve from, from where we are in your story? Um, well, actually, back then, um, just graduated from, from school. Um, I was also working together with Jeroen, uh, who is my former uh, business partner. And he's a chef originally. And he had this idea that, um, well, all of the inspiration sources were based on dishes. You've had many, many, um, or you still have many recipe websites, blogs, uh, books that are all based on well, complete dishes of chefs or, well, and chefs don't really think in dishes. They think in a more modular way in components, as we call them. Like they see a certain dish and they're like, okay, this uh, preparation of the meat or the fish or the potato or a certain uh, vegetable, this is interesting for me. I like this preparation. It fits my kitchen. It's appealing to my type of customers. Um, how can I, well, uh, translate it into my kitchen and use it in my kitchen? So that was something that we saw with chefs. If we um, uh, spoke to them or if we we asked them about it. And back then uh, we created this uh, dummy book uh, with all those components, with all those recipes uh, in it. So we took an ingredient, let's say potato, Um, And we created 10 or 15 recipes with potato. And that varied from, um, well, the perfectly uh, cooked uh, potato to a more, I don't know, modern way of preparing potato, like uh, a paper of uh, truffle potato or maybe a fermented potato uh, or the perfect mousseline uh, of potato. And, And yeah, all those kinds of preparations that you can use when, well, you have a potato. And when chefs saw that book that we made, they were sort of getting crazy, like, okay, I want to have this. It doesn't matter how much it costs me. I want to have this book. So that got us thinking, like, okay, should we uh, publish this book? And then I was the one to say, like, okay, yeah, we can make this book, but then we have to make another one and another one and another one to keep sort of, yeah, active with it and and share all those ideas that, that are constantly coming up. Mm. And so then I said, why shouldn't we do it online uh, and create a digital platform uh, and then we can publish uh, a new recipe every day, every hour, every week, uh, as much as we want. So, yeah, that was sort of the starting points back in 2012, 11, that, uh, yeah, got us uh, working on the business plan. Right. And here we are. So that's the end of your story. Thanks very much, Inga. It's been, it's been good to chat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but this is the. I think this is one of the joys of of business and entrepreneurialism, isn't it? Is that you never know when, really, when that idea is just going to hit you. 
Um, yeah, but it's it's one thing to have the idea, but it's another thing to then start taking the steps to put it in, into action. And yeah, and also to validate it with, uh, well, a few customers or if we, in our case, a few chefs and, and to see if you're feeling your idea is also yeah valid uh, within your target audience. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I suppose as well, it's it, it's one thing to get the that early interest level in your book, which kind of, you know, is proof of concept, I suppose, in, in terms mm-hmm. of this, this is something that people are interested in. But it's then, how do you take that initial seed interest from a select few people and turn it into something that, you know, becomes the must have yeah. thing that people must have in their business? Yeah, that's that's a gradual process, I guess. So, yeah, we started, well, of course, first with the business plan for it. Like, how can we uh, make this into a, a profitable business in the end? And we started talking to web designers. We started talking to more chefs. And yeah, back then it was for us, it was quite clear that we had to make it into a subscription business. And I think that's quite... Uh, unique because back then we're talking 2011 2012 paying for content on the internet wasn't as accepted as it is nowadays so back then um, Netflix was still uh, not in the Netherlands and I guess also not in the UK Uh, Spotify was just getting his foot in the on the ground in the Netherlands so yeah people were still sort of downloading music and downloading films and everything. Uh, And we started this recipe platform that you had to pay for to access the recipes. So at first, yeah, it was quite difficult uh, uh, to explain that to people. And of course we had to prove uh, the quality of the recipes Yeah, because yeah, chefs were like, but I can find everything on Google. Why should I pay for gastronomics? Uh, Which is, yeah, uh, a, a, a good, good question. question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and and the thing is, the unique thing is that every recipe that goes on gastronomics is tried and tested in our own test kitchen. Um, so we have a chef working for us uh, right now because back in the days uh, it was my uh, uh, business partner who was doing all the cooking, and yeah. it was me doing all the photography. Uh, but now we have uh, yeah, a chef and a photographer and, and well, people uh, working with us, of course. But yeah, so re- every recipe is, uh, recipe is tried and tested. And that is, of course, uh, for chefs, it saves them so much time. Uh, and also food waste to not have to try every recipe uh, multiple times in their own kitchen. But they can trust uh, the recipes on gastronomics. Yeah. Yeah. We've... We've cut out quite a bit of the yeah. story, I think. Um, <laughs> we jumped uh, into yeah. it, yeah. So take us back to, uh, I suppose, the, the the natural timeline of things. You did say at the beginning that there, there are some stories through the uh, the formulation of business. Uh, yeah. There always are. So you're, you have this now, you, you've got this subscription-based model in play. Um, yeah, yeah how, did, how did it start building out from there? Um, I think the first year we launched in April 2012. Um, and to be honest, we were so unsure of how it would take off. Uh, we had this this network of chefs in the Netherlands and we've even handwritten letters to every Michelin-starred chef 
in the Netherlands to inform them about our initiative and sort of start this relation um, with, uh, well, the, the top of the market. Mm. And yeah, it took off really, really nicely. So we, we saw all the, the, the top chefs, the top restaurants, uh, they were, uh, uh, they became a member from, well, within a few weeks uh, after launching. And they have been our ambassadors ever since. So we were really, really lucky and, of course, very grateful to have such a positive start and, and to be accepted by, well, the, the hospitality industry and the, and the restaurant industry in, in the Netherlands back then. And, yeah, I think it's also because gastronomics is, of course, we are a commercial company, but we're absolutely there to help the chef in his or her creative process creativity is also something that's i don't know more on the soft side of things like we're not this i don't know this this digital technology that helps you save money and and is is asking you to do all these things and yeah we're sort of on the soft side and and helping chefs in their creative process so it's fun to use gastronomics it's it's inspiring to use gastronomics. So I guess that is definitely one of the reasons that we took off quite nicely in the first year. If I recall it correctly, we have we had over 700 subscribers in the first nine months. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was really, well, the top of the market uh, knew at how to find us. Um, and to give a bit of context, also flash forward to, to now, uh, to nowadays, it's uh, we have over t- uh, thirty-three thousand users, uh, right? Really, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so, your uh, your reach is global, European, or um, we focus on the Netherlands, Belgium, and the UK uh, right. mainly, um, but we also do marketing activities uh, throughout Europe. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, the world is your oyster yet, right? So it is, yeah, um, definitely, yeah. yeah There's still and, so much to discover, and it's it's interesting because chefs are well apart maybe from uh, Asia because kitchens work a little bit different there, uh, but yeah, where the kitchen has a French background, yeah, gastronomics can be used. Right. So the in terms of what you you have from a within your database as it were within your database of content we'll, we'll call yeah. it for the sake of ease mm-hmm. um so if a if a chef is listening to this and going oh, i wonder what what it is like how is this going to add value to what i am doing uh, at the yeah. moment does it serve as it it's not it's basically it's a it's it's a series in lots of different parts of cook, cookery whereby you have fundamental recipes you've got some modern ways of doing things and you've just got lots of different ways of doing much like you had back in your your first book with the, the potato uh, yeah as definitely it were. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's the same principle and it, it's so a, a chef would have a spark of a creative idea and they could go into your um your content and i, I suppose start to visually put that idea together uh, yeah, without, definitely. as you say, having to to run through a hundred different versions of a recipe. Yeah, and and I think there are a few use cases, um, and to well uh, mention uh, some of them, it could be that a chef has tasted a, a fabulous flavor combination somewhere else, maybe at a colleague restaurant, or 
and he wants to do something with that, well, then you can go on to gastronomics and search for those flavors um, and combine them into a dish. It could also be that, for instance, now salmon is on sale and you want to put it on your daily menu or your weekly menu, but you have no idea what to do with salmon. Uh, you just have to have this idea right now. Well, go onto the platform, search for salmon, and you have, well, many, many IDs uh, at your fingertips. And one of the other things, also many uh, students, uh, culinary students in the Netherlands are working with gastronomics. And one of the, well, funniest and nicest things that uh, a student once told us was like he was in the kitchen uh, working for his uh, chef and he sh the chef shouted something like, okay, make a shoe pastry uh, recipe right now because we need it. And this student was completely stressed out, like shoe pastry. Oh my God, how does it go? I just complete blackout. And he grabbed his phone, looked the recipe up and sort of saved his ass by gastronomics. <laughs> So nice. yeah. yeah, and there's no running the pass on that in that kitchen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that are a few use cases, I guess, and and there are many, many more. But um, yeah, it's it's and also uh, on gastronomics, if you have a recipe, we always give you the amount of the recipe. So um, for instance, uh, a dressing recipe is five liters, or so you can really easily calculate it uh, back to what you need. Um, we give you all the information on allergens and dietary wishes, and we give you suggestions on how to combine all those components. And also back then in 2012, when we launched the platform, we launched it with 250 components, mainly of fruit and vegetables, because we uh, still think that there is a lot of creativity to gain. And right now we have on the Dutch platform, we have over five and a half thousand components right. and we're still translating a lot into English, but we're almost there. Uh, the same amount is almost there. Five star hospitality means having the right people in the right place at the right time. And that's exactly where RotorCloud can help. RotorCloud is the online platform that makes planning rotors, recording attendance and managing annual leave easy. Its simple drag-and-drop interface lets you create and share rotors with your team in minutes. While our built-in budgeting tools mean you'll know exactly how much you're spending on staffing before sending the rotor out. RotorCloud also makes life easier for your staff, allowing them to check their rotors, request time off and pick up extra shifts, all through the RotorCloud mobile app. Start your 30-day free trial today by visiting rotacloud.com forward slash fill and find out how much easier managing your team can be. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you back again because um, I appreciate that I also instigated this leap forward back to, to where we are. But the, <laughs> in, in the fullness of your, your story, we were at a point whereby you'd launched nine months in, 700 users, how did things progress from there? Because I, I think anybody who's who's listening to this who has an interest in entrepreneurialism, um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's really interesting to hear somebody somebody's journey who's taken you know an idea and actually built it into something really meaningful. Yeah. But obviously, that, there's a twelve year process in there, and it doesn't just yeah. happen overnight. Uh, most no, of the time totally not yeah 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 it's I, th I think that from the beginning of one of the well I would say one of the things that I would do 
way better now that I have the experience is not trying to explain every little detail of what you do or what gastronomics has to offer. So yeah, be short in and, and concise and, and really candid about what you do uh, and what you solve, which problem that you solve. And that's also a thing like we were so enthusiastic about gastronomics and what we had to offer and how complex it was and how much love and effort that we put into it that we wanted to tell everyone everything about it but in the end of the day chefs just want to know what you solve which problem that you solve for them Um, so that is one thing that I definitely learned and would do differently now and also yeah you start out doing everything yourself Uh, Like I mentioned, uh, my uh, former business partner, he was the chef, so he was cooking all those recipes. He was testing all of them. Uh, Of course, we were working together with a lot of chefs around us for, uh, well, ideation and and getting all the the IDs and gathering recipes. I was doing photography. I was writing down all the recipes. I was uh, maintaining the the platform, uh, working together with developers. Yeah, so... It's a lot of hard work in the early years, and yeah, you have to be yeah you have to be willing to put in all those hours to get something off the ground. And yeah. if you really believe in it, and you you collect the right people, you gather the right people around you, yeah, then something really beautiful can happen. I think that that's the the key thing, isn't it? Is that one? It starts with the belief. If you don't have that mm-hmm. in the first place, there's there's no point yeah. in carrying on. No, you can't do it halfway. Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, especially starting out when you're you have to educate the world to something that they've never seen before. So yeah, that is also a very complicated thing, I guess. Like if you're starting, well, a restaurant, and of course, still you want to explain what's what what makes your restaurant different from all the others, but still people will know. Okay, you're a restaurant, but for gastronomics, it was really different. Like. Your website, we have to pay for it. You do recipes, but not dishes. There was a lot to explain, but yeah. yeah. Looking back, we could have done it in a more efficient way, I think. But that's also the beauty of, well, the the the, the years of, of um, experience. Yeah. Did you have, through the, the growth period, was there any point where you're thinking right, we need this to happen, otherwise we don't, we don't have a business going forward. Were there any moments where you thought, God, what are we doing? It, you know, th- those kind of things mm. that, that kind of start to, the questions that start appearing in your head. Yeah, good one. Yeah, I think in 2014 or 15, I think 14, we um, translated a whole lot of the websites to English. So not all the recipes, but the website was completely accessible uh, in English. And back then we had this naive idea that if we would launch that platform in English, it would take off just like that. Right, just (laughs) by doing that. (laughs) Yeah, just launching it and seeing what happens. But no, that that was really, really naive. And uh, we hired some PR companies uh, across the globe. So in the US, in Australia, I don't know, in in the UK as well. Um, And we thought, okay, if we do some uh, good press releases and if we have our social media on point and we're really active on social media... Um, something will eventually happen and we're going to see where it sort of starts to happen first. 
but that was, yeah, again, really naive, <laughs> but it was also a good, yeah, a good lesson. Like, okay, you still have to work hard and maybe it's even harder uh, when it's not your own country and you don't have the, the network around you. So yeah, we sort of took a step back, like, okay, what can we do still uh, in the Netherlands? What can we achieve here? And that was, for us, that was the culinary institutes, so educational uh, uh, market. Um, so we took a step back and we uh, reached out to uh, all kinds of culinary schools in the Netherlands. And well, long story short, right now we have 40 schools uh, working with gastronomics in the Netherlands and one in Belgium as well. And we're talking to a few in the UK. And yeah, so all those guys and girls from 70 years, 17 years old, they are working with gastronomics um, and trained with gastronomics. Um, so that is, has had a huge impact as well on, well, of course, the business, because it's a new market, it's a new target group. And it also gave us the stability to then expand further into well, the world and expand towards the UK. Yeah, I, what, I, the, there's so much to unpack with this journey. It's, it's <laughs> like, like the more we talk about it, the more I'm not having, I am having my questions answered, but there's more questions coming, coming up. Coming up. We're probably going to be this is not hours. getting shorter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it because I, it's also you're now kind of molding the minds of the future chefs, you know, for, mm -hmm, for yeah. want of a better phrase. It's, it, it, that's, a, that's just a really, maybe even an accidental byproduct of, of, you know, maybe not in your original thinking around why. No, why it was, it, it was not in our original business plan, um, but it was quite shortly after we launched it, I think within a few months, um, the biggest culinary uh, school in the Netherlands, which is uh, close to our head office. And well, we had a relationship already with, uh, with the principal over there. Uh, he reached out and he was like, okay, this is looking to be awesome. Uh, this is going to be big among chefs. And I want our students to, well, get trained with it and, and learn about it as well. And we adjusted the, um, the platform to it to better reach the demands of, of the students as well. So one of the things that we added to gastronomics is also product knowledge and, and knowledge pages and information about cooking techniques, for example. And yeah, that are fabulous pieces of, of uh, content that are also used by chefs in the field as a yeah source, as a resource. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Your your content is is very visual. I am yeah. assuming. Yeah, we have a picture with every recipe, and it's because it's tried and tested in our kitchen. We can take uh, a picture of every recipe that we upload. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I had um, I don't if you know a chef called Phil Howard uh, in the UK here. He's uh, an absolute legend of the the industry here. He was on the show a few weeks back, and mm -hmm. we were talking about his. The world was kind of waiting for his cookbooks to come out. Um, oh, you know, his yeah, yeah. elite level cookbooks. You know, we're not talking about your average everyday domestic mm -hmm. kitchen cookbook, but nevertheless, I think he, because he had such a reputation and such a, a, a respect of ingredients and flavor, that when his books launched, the world went crazy for them over here because it was like, yes, we, this is exactly what we've been waiting for. But I remember That's talking fantastic. to him about about that, and for him. 
the most important part of that was the visual element. He said, because mm. if you, and this is maybe a different because you're, you're dealing with uh, professional kitchens, but nevertheless, if you're producing a recipe for somebody to follow and you don't have a visual element to that, then they've got to make that up in their head as to what yeah, that actually you, looks like. You, you want to see, especially as a chef, I think, um, what the end result is, what the texture is. So, yeah, our photos are, are really uh, clean, minimalistic. There's not much food styling going around. There are just beautiful plates with, well, the product, the, the recipe on it. And yeah, most of the time the photos are really zoomed in so you can see the texture and you can, yeah, you, you know what the end result has to look like. And that's obviously, um, yeah, really helpful for the chef. Yeah, absolutely. 12 years of business, there must be some disasters in there <laughs> or the, <laughs> the moments that you look back on and go, God, what, what were we thinking? Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the uh, things is that also uh, a year in, uh, we thought there is still so much to learn uh, for chefs about the creative process, like you can structure the creative process in the kitchen. It's not a thing that just happens after service that you're creative and you start thinking of new things. You, you can stimulate it with a good process. So we decided to make a book about uh, the, the culinary uh, process of, of creativity. And well, it was, it was fabulous. I still remember the, the last week before it uh, should have, uh, before it went to the printer. Uh, I think I only ate Chinese takeout and it was crazy, uh, the all-nighters that we pulled to get it together. But that was fun, uh, I would say. Um, but then we uh, got the books and they were amazing. Uh, they sold out really quickly, uh, which was also fantastic, of course. I think we, we, we had three and a half thousand printed back then, and they sold out within a few weeks. So we ordered a new batch of books. And then somewhere, our printer, they went, they went bankrupt. Right. Great. But they sort of tried to, they had this, I don't know, they had this pile of paper in their uh, uh, storage which was low quality, bad quality to, to say so. And they still decided to sort of print our book without discussing it on the lower quality paper. And we got those delivered without any notice. And yeah, well, we promised our, uh, um, our users, our, our customers, those books. Uh, they were in back order already, but the quality wasn't good. So yeah, that was quite of a thing. And it sort of haunted me for, I think... <laughs> One and a half years because right, I was going to say ten years. Um. No, no, one and a half years because there was a curator, and well, it was it was awful. But in the end of the day, it was all solved, and and people were happy, but had to wait a little bit longer for their books. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was one of the things that you, ah, yeah, yeah, that you are reminded to well have contracts and and put things on paper, and we did had that, so that was good, but. Yeah, it, it was uh, quite a thing back then. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the I mean, that's that is just a that's just something that can happen in business. All right. You're you're people True. who you, you work with. You never know really fully the pressure that they're under. Yeah. And then in a situation like that, if they're really struggling to make ends meet they're you know, they're they are yeah. in a super stressed place and they will yeah, make true. mistakes and make you know do things that they shouldn't do and exactly uh, yeah. yeah 
Yeah. 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 God. Yeah. Well, there was actually there was a there was a story you wrote down actually, which did make me chuckle, um, <laughs> which was a, uh, about your uh, driving around escapades in your branded car. Yeah, that's really funny. And I still, I also have to chuckle about it myself every time I think of it. Yeah, it was in, in the early years of the company and I was having this little car, uh, which I branded with uh, stickers of gastronomics. So it was funny because, yeah, people waving at me and, and uh, it, it was nice. But then at some point I was uh, driving in Amsterdam on the highway and this huge car, luxurious Mercedes, like one of the biggest ones you can think of, was sort of, uh, yeah, uh, uh, flashing his lights and honking. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Do I have my alarm lights on or or is my, have, do I have a flat tire? Or I was sort of stressed out, like I'm doing something wrong here. And then at some point I thought, this is, what an, asshole is this what an idiot is this uh what is he doing what why 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 uh and then the car came driving next to me uh and sort of slowed down so it kept driving God, next to me i'd be stressed now yeah and i was like what is this person doing and i looked next to me and then there was uh with a big smile and wave and and laughing really really hard there was a uh, three Michelin star chef, Joni Boer, and his wife, uh, Therese, from the Libraille in the Netherlands, which are huge fans and ambassadors of gastronomics. But yeah, I was laughing so hard <laughs> because he was just bullying me and, and laughing about it. Um, and, I rel- and I felt really, really famous at that point. Like, oh my God, the best chef of the Netherlands is... Is, has recognized me driving here yeah <laughs> yeah but but that's cool though isn't it actually in the end it is. it's cool yeah in the end yeah, yeah um, absolutely yeah because as you say you you know you've here you've got one of the highest profile chefs in in the netherlands who yeah. knows who you are and so yeah it's and, like... and it's it's funny because he uh or it's it's a good story as well uh because of course when we launched gastronomics we as I said, we wrote handwritten letters to uh, all Michelin star chefs, and we really wanted to well have a chat with Yoni about gastronomics. Uh, we made a reservation in the restaurant, and we we kindly kindly asked to have fifteen minutes of his time to just tell him about gastronomics and nothing commercial, just explain it to him and see what he thinks, have his opinion about it. And then, well, we got the chance and, and he saw it. And the first thing that he said, I will never forget, was I really wished I w- had built this myself. Oh, wow. So that's yeah. a big compliment, right? For um, sure, yeah. Yeah, and then, well, we we stayed in, in contact and, and he became, well, a true fan and ambassador. And a few years ago, he decided that he wanted to share a hundred of his Uh, recipes on gastronomics Um, so if you go to the platform and you uh, look for uni then you see i think 110 or 112 recipes uh, by uni boer and the reason for him to do so was that he really wants his well culinary legacy his his vision his his ideas to trickle down to the students uh, nowadays um, and and to help well uh, the the 
the cooking culture or the, the culinary culture, eating culture uh, in, in the Netherlands and beyond. And yeah, he's not able to give guest lessons on, on each culinary school. Um, so he decided that gastronomics was a good space for him to share his, um, yeah, his thoughts and his vision. That's super cool. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah, we're uh, really, really honored. To... Yeah, and, and, and I think equally, it, it's super cool on his behalf as well that, you know, he's felt that way. He's felt that he, this is the, the I suppose, the principle of giving back, right? Which I think comes Absolutely. to everybody who cares about the industry at some point. Yeah. And um, And he's seen the value in your platform to be able to get to a, a wider audience, I guess. And as you say, if he, if he was to go and do guest settings and, you know, that would take him forever to get around yeah. everywhere. He, he doesn't have any time for that. So this is, yeah, this is a good way to, to digitalize his, his legacy, I would say. And, and yeah, we're truly, truly honored to have him. And, and I don't want to name drop everyone, but there are many, many great other chefs also sharing Feel free. their, Feel free. It's their fine. ideas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to name a few from the, from the UK, um, Ayo Adeyemi, uh, Tom Booten, Adam Handling, Gareth Ward, um, Nathan Davies, Luke French, all fabulous Blimey. chefs. And yeah, yeah they're, they've been amazing. And well, they're all sharing about 30 recipes each on the platform. So it really gives you a good um, insight into their kitchen and their cooking style as well. And of course, for our chef, it's well, uh, as Luke French uh, mentioned, he has the best job in the world because he's getting all those recipes from well fantastic chefs and getting a peek into their kitchen and and testing all the re- the recipes to and preparing them for the photo shoot and video shoots yeah so yeah it's 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 super fun to do and and great to see all those uh, various cooking styles and and ideas yeah I, I you know i think it also speaks volumes for for people who who jump into something like that that they one they just have like unashamed confidence in their own capability mm-hmm. and their and and what they're producing. But yeah. two, I can show the world this, and they're they're going to be able to take this on. And maybe somebody takes that on to the next level. But that's how yeah. we ultimately we we rise through that collaboration rather than you know being very guarded and saying that's you know that's mine yeah. and nobody else gets it yeah yeah i would say that back then back in 2012 when we started more uh, chefs were like no this is my recipe you can't have it um but now everybody is really uh open transparent and i think that's also partly because of uh social media like we like showing our chefs like showing what they are doing what they are capable of and in the end of the day it's it's if you share your recipes in a modular way, like we do at Gastronomics, then you don't copy each other. You evolve on each other's ideas. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's next? You've already mm-hmm. kind of alluded to the fact that you, you have expanded into the UK. Well, you've not alluded to it. You are. You're, you're doing mm-hmm. it, uh, especially with the names that you've just dropped there as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so how, are you, how are you moving forward from here? Yeah, good one. Um, well, as I mentioned, gastronomics really started out as this inspiring uh, recipe platform. Um, and for the last 
year, I would say. We are really still uploading new recipes every week or every few days. And we're also cautious about um, making the platform even smarter. So like I mentioned, we recently, we added all those information about allergens and, and dietary wishes. One of the next things is um, that we're making the platform even smarter by adding more information about flavor combinations, for instance, but also making it possible for chefs to upload their own components. And then one way would be uh, to upload them for yourself. So that it would be your recipe database with your own recipes combined with the recipes of gastronomics, which will be forever growing and, and inspiring. And maybe also in the future that you could choose to publicly share your components as well, so that it really gives a boost in, in well, sharing that knowledge uh, among colleagues from anywhere in Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, look, I, I, I'm a foodie, so I think what you've done absolutely speaks to that side of my brain for sure i um i'm i'm in hook line and sinker and even just as a domestic chef i mean you know i um i could take great value in you know taking lessons on in my own time from some of the greatest chefs around europe yeah I, well we focus in our marketing activities we we focus on professional chefs but there are definitely some uh, fanatic amateur chefs that uh, know how to find gastronomics. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. that's my new branding for me. I am a fanatic <laughs> amateur for sure. Um, no, great stuff. If, if anybody's listening to this and is completely inspired by either your journey or actually the, the business itself, what's the, the best way for them to, to reach out to you to, to learn more or get involved? Um, well, I'm really approachable on LinkedIn. Uh, I always uh, find it uh, interesting to connect with people and, and to discuss uh, well topics regarding gastronomics or recipes or, or the hospitality industry in general. If you want to know more about gastronomics, then go to uh, gastronomics.com. You'll find, I guess, all the information there, uh, but there's also a chat button uh, which you can use if you have specific questions. Um, and there is, that's also a great uh, way to connect with me uh, as well. Fantastic. You're, how big is your company now in terms of headcount? How many people do you have? Um, my team is about seven people right now. And, well, we work with a lot of freelancers as well and a digital agency. But, yeah, it's still, uh, I think, a, a good size of a team, a compact size of a team. And we're really, yeah, everybody is is so... We are all foodies and everybody is so uh, connected to helping the chef in their creative process. Um, so that's, yeah, awesome. And it's, it's a really, I'm really proud of my team as well. Yeah. Did you ever think that when you were uh, formulating the idea in your head or even before then, did you ever think that you'd end up being like at the helm of something so cool? And, and actually you've created this, I don't, don't want to say all on your own, but you have, you, you mm -hmm. have created this thing from scratch that, yeah. that's now, um, uh, you know, hugely respected. Yeah, to be honest, I was 21 years old. I wasn't really thinking about the impact that it would have on, I don't know, my life or or that I would be doing this for 12 years and, and 
longer mm. uh, I just jumped on the train because I believed on it, in it and I yeah I I just wanted to make something and, and create it and I didn't really think about the consequences but I liked jumping on that train and seeing where it would bring me yeah well I, it's been an absolute joy to, to chat to you as well especially because it's for me it gives more insight into the fact that hospitality is so vast and and actually it has so many elements to it and some that yeah. even still to this day despite the fact that I've been now having these conversations for three and a half years yeah there's still new stories out there that make me go yeah well that's still part it's a, a hugely important part of the industry um, yeah, yeah and moreover I think you know people can take uh, inspiration from your story as well because you know you you started the business at the age of 21 like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, I, I, I think about who I was at 21 years old. There's, I think I always knew that I was going to start a business. But at that age, I was not ready for sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's it was partly stubbornness, I guess, <laughs> that my entrepreneurial uh, journey started off so so early. And yeah, to link back to the hospitality industry, it wasn't like or it's maybe not that uh, average or, or there are so many suppliers, I would say, or, or businesses connected to the hospitality industry. That's, yeah. that's yeah, that's beyond what, what you can think of, I guess. And um, it's all interlinked. Yeah. You can't, you can't deliver a bar service without drinks, right? You can't have the drinks yeah. if somebody's not willing to make them. Um, yeah. And you know, so it, it, it's the same principle. So many connections. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Inga, thank you so much for your time. It's been a real joy to to chat, and I wish you all the very best. It sounds like you don't you don't need me to wish you all the very best. You're, you're <laughs> heading in the the right direction. But um, well, yeah. thank you so much for having me. It was really a pleasure to uh, to have this chat, and also to maybe for myself uh, uh, go through all the memories and, and the storyline again. It's also fun to talk about. Yeah, well, you're you know you've you've done books in other domains. I, I think everybody's got a book in them <laughs> for sure with their stories, especially entrepreneurs and and the, the the crazy stuff that you have to to do to you know make ends meet at the beginning and who and then knows you... that someday, yeah, yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Phil. Take care. And there we have it, a totally unique career built by Inga, and what a world class service they are offering. It's another wonderful insight into the varied career that hospitality can offer. We'll be back as usual at 8pm next Wednesday for another story from hospitality. So until then, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.